So I've told you what spin doctors are, right? feel like you have but okay. I don't they're, they're people who like you, you give them a news story and they spin the news story and they you know to to whatever they want it to be and it's okay. like like they'll sit there and they'll say oh you know um so and so was you know accused of doing this and and so just because they were accused of something we definitely want to say you know so and so was found guilty so and so like they find different ways to say things you know not saying he's guilty but if he's found guilty or anything like that. And we've had it for the last six years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the last six years, we have been told, and again, the the disclaimer on this, we dislike politics in almost every way, shape, and form. We dislike politicians in almost every way, shape, and form. However, because politicians directly affect our economy, which I know because I've been following somebody on uh, TikTok who literally copies what, you know, Congress and senator, uh, congr- uh, congressmen and senators are doing on their stocks, and has now become a millionaire, right? Just following them in what they're doing because they're being biased, obviously, right? And they have inside information that we're not allowed to have. So he's just copying their trades. That's all he's doing, and uh, he's a millionaire. And so um, Republicans are getting uh, exposed on it all over the place. Crenshaw, uh, who is one that like some Republican diehards are like, he's the guy with the patch. Right. And okay. everybody's like, Oh man, that's the most upstanding guy. No, he's, he's done like, you know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars and m- made tens of thousands of dollars in the stock market for things that he's on the oversight committee for. Look it up if you don't believe me. But anyways, for six years, we've been told about Russia collusion, right? Russia, Russia, Russia collusion. Oh mm-hmm. man. And so, the Durham report dropped yesterday and um, I wanted to be able to read it. But of course, you know what we get to read and what the politicians get to read are two different animals, but that did not stop everybody from spinning. And so what I looked at is like, okay, well, whoever's spinning the hardest is going to be who I'm like, okay, you're lying type situation. And, Durham blasted the FBI for having ever opened this case in the first place. There was not only nothing there, but there was never anything there. In fact, it was, you know, says that basically that the Clintons had devised a plan to create this hoax and with the Russia probe, knowing they were lying And it's like, and yeah, I know there's a lot of Republicans that'll be out there like, yeah, we've been telling you that the whole time. Great. But you know what? We don't take things at face value because both sides lie. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just where it is. Both sides lie. The day that we all come together and say, okay, so what do we need? Third party. We've talked about this before. But conclusion was just apparently damning the Department of Justice and the FBI and, uh, you know, Jim Comey and Hillary Clinton, among a bunch of other people, um, that this should have never happened. And this was literally the the most twisted political thing that we've ever done to a uh, to a president in in our history. Which that sounds great and all, but I'm going to go with Lincoln would disagree with you. You know, having been shot in the back of the head, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and assassinated. I'm, I'm thinking JFK might say, hey, you know, 
Trump's still there. <laughs> like, you know, there's so so I, I, there's some hyperbole definitely in that. Um, but it it honestly with everything that's coming and the way that that and I, I used to love you guys so much. But the way that the Associated Press is even twisting what they're reporting on it and you guys can go read it yourself. I'm not going to read it because it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. It was all 100 percent a hoax. And it's been found out that it's a hoax. And it's really hilarious because day before yesterday, um, the, the uh, New York Post, I believe, had criticized um, Trump because he was bringing on one of his advisors, you know, for for his new uh, ca- uh, campaign and was, you know, say, I have a role for this guy. And they're like, oh, this is the guy that was found to be talking to a Russian spy and da 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 Except he wasn't, and he didn't, and he was exonerated of everything. And for anybody who thinks, well, that's all bias and all Republicans, Republicans don't have a Senate. Last time I checked, we don't have a Republican president. And, you know, no, everything is unraveling in such a big way right now that I have a hard time keeping up with it. You know, the, the, the back to the election itself and the votes. Look. I didn't think the votes themselves made sense just by the sheer number of people who voted. Hate will get you to do a lot of things, but that's hate, right? Mm -hmm. And hate dissipates. Hate doesn't stay motivated very long. And we know this because now we're seeing these spin doctors trying to bring up racism again, trying to bring up, you know, all these different things again. And it's like, you know what? Can we just stop talking about it and just be done with this crap? But the one thing that I thought was hilarious was, you know, um, Title 24, which was uh, what we have for the border right now, right? 42. Or 42, I'm sorry. Backwards. I did it again. Anyways, so Title 42, which, you know, ended and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, the, the floodgates and there and and then CNN. God, I love you, CNN, so much sometimes. CNN sat there and said, hey, look, the numbers weren't weren't anywhere near what we were being told they were going to be. There was no surge. So day one after Title 42 ended, there was a and I'm just going to do the percentages. There was a hundred and fifty percent increase in the number of people who crossed the border day two, 200 percent. But that's not a surge. Because they showed it as, look, it was, you know, 69, it was like 6,900 people the day before. And then it was 9,400 people the first day. That's 150% higher. And then it was over, and and it literally just said 10,000 plus. Like, hi, guys. Just just be honest. Yeah, there was a surge. And they're destroying, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos, um, but so much... Why aren't environmentalists stepping in? Right. Why aren't why aren't environmental politicians that are like so upset about, you know, global warming and the destruction of our planet and pollution and everything? Why aren't they stepping in? Because the scenes of everybody waiting for that were sitting on the other side of the border waiting for 42 to expire. The just what they show. And in this like this one that you're seeing here is just the garbage. Mm -hmm. There is a quarter mile of just clothes 
all these people who brought all these clothes that just they were expecting to have to have all this clothing, and everything else in there. And then people being shipped over in buses and everything else. And, you know, we're using the military for it. And I'm just sitting here going. What is wrong with people? How how is anybody on any side so partisan? Why are Republicans so much? They care so much about people up until the moment that they're born. But the moment that they're born, we're ready to kill them. Uh, they're ready to kill them. Right. And then, you know, Democrats, Democrats. Oh, we're going to get these people in here. We're going to give these people better lives because they just want the voters. Because then right behind that, they're just trying to, you know, make it you know legal for illegals to vote. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. You know, there there's a TikToker that was talking about how Canada is just fed up with it at this point. And it's like, you know, we could do a special assessment to to allow Canadians to gain U.S. citizen citizenship because they can buy property in the U.S. But becoming a U.S. citizen is much more difficult if they want to do it the legal way. And a bunch of Canadians, millions upon millions of Canadians want to come down to the U.S. But but Democrats don't want that because then that would be a bunch of Republican voters. I'm like, but everybody like you, we've talked to people on extremes on every side and, and they can be brought into a middle, you know, centrist. I had a, a, a what's it called? A uh, poll taker call me up and just wanting to get information and everything. And she was I, and I was I was bored. So I indulged her. Right. It was uh, Mother's Day. So it was when you two were downstairs mm-hmm. and. Uh, and she's sitting there talking to me. And I said, well, we're centrist. She's like, you know, you think you're more conservative. You think you're more liberty, uh, liberal or and I'm like, no, we're conservative, a libertarian. No, cons- I mean, centrist. And she's like, what's a centrist? We literally think all sides are wrong. All sides are corrupt and that they, everybody's going to have to meet in the middle and everybody. Nobody's going to be allowed to be anything but miserable in order to find common ground. So that we can actually move forward and we can't until then. And until until then, both parties are just determined to keep everybody as divided as humanly possible, you know, and I'm just I see all this and it's just it's nauseating for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I, I don't get it. it. I just I don't get it. When when are we going to sit and look at this and realize we're all being played? I mean, we know it. Mm-hmm. We we sit and we see people on one side just screaming like they're coming to take our Bibles. Nobody's coming to take your Bibles. Okay, we're not the second century Catholic Church. (laughs) Do your history. Your Bibles were changed a long time ago. Sad. It's sad to know this. But, you know, and and then on the liberal side, listen, nobody has any issues with a man wanting to wear a dress. What we have issues with is a man shoving, you know, himself into a child's face. And whether or not you think, oh, well, they're not all grooming. You're right, because they're not all doing that. But the thing is, is when you're setting up a situation where people who are groomers, where people who are pedophiles, where people who are absolute assailants are getting, you're, you're setting up a playground for them, for F's sake. People will take advantage of it. And if you don't think people will take advantage of it, then look at the new French um, uh, runner who just got declined. Because for the Olympics, being represented uh, for the Olympics, because the uh, the French government said no, no one who was not born their biological sex can compete in any sport that's not their biological sex. End of story. So why we're just distracted from all of this while we are literally being cooked and served up. With that said, welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So today is? 
relationship advice. I am so down for some relationship advice right now. Most of our relationship advice is coming from Reddit. And uh, as you guys give us more and more, we will definitely and happily be happy to uh, answer yours as well. So go for it. So we're going to start with am I the a-hole ones and then go for some regular relationship advice ones. Okay. Um, this one is titled, am I the a-hole for quote-unquote embarrassing my cousin and getting us kicked out of a restaurant? So first thoughts. <sighs> yes. His first, first response is yes. Okay. So, I, female, 25, don't have kids yet. I never really wanted them growing up, but I will figure, but I figure I'll eventually have kids in the future once I get my life together. My cousin Sarah, 29, has two bad-behaved kids from a previous relationship and a newborn baby with her boyfriend, MJ, we'll call him, who is 40. Last night, my mother, sister, Sarah, and I went to a sushi restaurant, and this was my first time having sushi. After we ordered, I had a hard time using the chopsticks. My cousin started obnoxiously laughing. The waiter came over and asked me if I wanted training wheels, which is a little plastic item that attaches to the chopsticks mm-hmm. and helps you hold them in place. My cousin laughed and said, sorry about her. She's constantly, she constantly embarrasses herself and us. I just gave her the side eye and put the training wheels on. When it was time to order desserts, her boyfriend, MJ, finally joined us, claiming that he was busy. She went on to tell him how stupid and slow I was for not knowing how to use chopsticks and how the waiters and everyone around now know that I'm an embarrassment. My mom asked her what her problem was, and she goes on a rant about how I'm so embarrassing and it's no wonder I'm jealous of her being a mother and no one wants to have kids with me. I finally had enough. I said, I don't have kids because I don't want them to come out like your rude pieces of shit. And you're calling me an embarrassment? Didn't MJ just have a baby on you with his wife? Your baby literally has a sibling a week apart from her. You probably learned how to use chopsticks by eating his wife's leftovers. I guess when she was attacking me, it was fine because everyone turned on me. It got so loud that management had to get involved. Sarah was screaming and crying. MJ was yelling at me and my mom and sister were berating me for being mean. Management brought the bill and told us to please pay it and leave. My mom paid the entire bill, but my sister said I'm an a-hole for embarrassing Sarah and getting us kicked out. And now she and how she's probably uh, going through postpartum depression. Now, I don't know if I went too far seeing as she's probably going through some post-baby stress. Am I the a-hole? You know, yes. And and I know you, you was probably expecting me to just change. Just those are the situations where you just walk up and leave, get up and leave. Like, seriously, you you they were a-holes. No arguments there that they were absolute complete jackasses. Right. But you could have got up and walked away. And I've done that. I've got I've got up and walked out of dinners and I've walked out of you know family events and I've walked out of things like that because of just those kinds of things. When people. Oh, no, you don't understand. No, you know what? I understand. I understand that I'm not your verbal whipping post. I've used those train the chopsticks, tra- uh, the little training chopstick thing, the little piece mm-hmm. of plastic that's in there. I've used those before. And it's like, you know, and fine. Mine were because I got in fights. And every now and then you get in a fight, you kind of lose the fine motor control that, that's required for it. And if somebody hasn't used it before, I got bad news. You know, most sushi and sashimi... Not really made to be eaten with chopsticks. Sushi is actually meant to be used with your hands to be eaten. That was part of what it originally was. Sashimi, we do it because yeah, we don't want raw fish smell on our fingers. That's that's perfectly reasonable to have. But but you know what? You you stooped to their level, right? That's it's the same thing. It's it's 
somebody else is a, gar- a piece of garbage, so you're a piece of garbage back. Does that make you a piece of garbage? Yes, it makes you a piece of garbage. Yes, they were a piece of garbage, but you could have taken the high road and just walked out. And I would have. I would have just sat there and said, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm done with this. And just walked out. Don't need it. So what do you think? Um, I have to agree and disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that, yes, she's the a-hole, mm-hmm. but everybody sucks here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your sister 100%. is horrible. And the fact that she continued to go on and literally... Like, I, it sounds like this is not one of those, this is the only situation kind of things. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this has been a buildup and that for some reason she continued and just could not leave it alone and you snapped and she can't sit there and shit on you and then not expect to get shit it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, I always like, I, in your, in your situation, I probably would have did the same thing. It does, does, would that have made me the asshole too? Yes. So it's not like one of those things that I'm sitting here saying, yeah, you're the a-hole. But no, I, I agree with what you did. I would have probably done it too. I don't have mm-hmm. the ability to have somebody say that much about me and not say something back. Because sure. she just didn't let it go. And depression is not an excuse in any form no. to do what she did to you. And for everybody else to suddenly get mad at you because you snapped and finally said, you know what? F you is not (laughs) like that's not fair. And it's not fair by any stretch of the imagination, because if they're going to be mad at you, they need to be mad at her first. They have every right to be upset at you as long as they're upset at her first, because she literally started it. (laughs) She did not have to make those comments. She did not have to sit there and call you out and say that you're an embarrassment, because I'm sorry. There are a lot of things that people could say about somebody that will make me like upset. But literally, embarrassment is one of the worst ones. Mm -hmm. Not, hey, you're so annoying. Not, oh, my gosh, you always have to like make a scene by needing to do these things. No, straight up calling her an embarrassment. Mm -hmm. is that's one of the lower hits that is just it's not fair now she did post an update i have not read the update okay um so it says update thank you all for the overwhelming responses i've been wanting to put sarah in her place for a while now and i'm glad i did however sarah's mom got involved and is mad at me apparently mj told sarah that him and his wife were separating sarah found out that he lied because she was secretly stalking his wife's facebook page and got the shock of her life when the wifey had posted a newborn baby and mj was there for the birth Sarah did the math and realized that he got both of them pregnant the week of his birthday. She confronted him and he confirmed it. He also said that she'll have to get over it or he'll leave. So she stayed and is now constantly in shambles. Not my problem. Now on to the problem. She kept the wife's baby a secret and only told her mom, who told my mom, who told my sister and I. So they said that they were pissed because I wasn't supposed to repeat it. But I didn't know it was classified information. After like a week, (laughs) that's all everyone had talked about. Sarah's mom, who is my aunt, reached out to me this morning and she said that Sarah's problem with me is that I always said I don't like uh, kids and only a horrible person won't like kids and that I was mean to her about her two kids a couple of months ago. Two months ago, she wanted to go to a party with MJ and asked me to watch her kids. Or, okay, I'm sorry, I misread that. About her about her kids two months ago. Two months ago, she wanted uh, to go to a party with MJ and asked me to watch her kids, all three of them, for free. I told her no because they're untrained and I don't feel comfortable watching a newborn and she'll have to pay me to put up with the other two. So I guess that's why she's still holding grudges. Regardless, Sarah's mom said she was having a really hard time after finding out about the outside baby, who technically is the inside baby, as Sarah's baby is the outside baby, but whatever. 
and she wants me to apologize for putting her business out there for everyone. She got my mom and sister involved, so I just called Sarah and apologized. She said, I don't care what you have to say, and hung up. Regardless, I held my end of the bargain. Hopefully this gets blown over soon because your girl is tired. <laughs> so, yeah, been mm-hmm. brewing. Got mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of underlying stuff which makes things make sense. And she was just, and next she found something to needle you on. But still. And, and, that- and actually got successfully under your skin yeah. to allow herself to be made the victim so you, you fell into it is what you actually are talking about yeah. now as you get into it you were able to properly have the family deflect from her shortcoming but then turned it back over and it's like yeah but it was something else that was already there so you're still you yeah. still stupid the to answer it, to the so. question is yes. yes you are the a-hole yep but that doesn't mean that everyone else in the situation oh, is no. not everybody including you him are the least he's, he's like how's he getting away with all this yeah that's what like, i yeah little, he's over little here slime ball <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even pay for dinner at yeah, the end of this that, so, yeah yeah all right what's next this one is titled am i the a-hole for forcing my daughter to learn sign language no so right off the bat no right off the bat my answer is is no okay but yeah Yeah. i mean obviously yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i 49 female recently married my husband 52 male who has a deaf seven-year-old daughter she communicates solely via asl for some reason my daughter who is 17 is generally a very non-problematic teenager she does amazing in school and has never caused any problems other than regular teenage hormone stuff however she doesn't like my husband and her step and his stepdaughter Goodness. She is not outwardly rude, but basically ignores their existence. Uh, She skipped the stepdaughter's birthday party, doesn't engage in anything other than basic small talk with my husband. I did try to do family activities together to have the bond and all, but I stopped pushing it when it didn't happen. As long as she's not being outwardly rude or harmful to them, I can't exactly punish her for not liking them. Now, since my relationship with my now husband started getting serious, I started taking ASL classes and I'm now basically as fluent as a hearing person can be. My daughter, however, never made an effort, which is okay since she technically has no responsibility towards her. However, recently my daughter started watching the stepdaughter, paid, obviously, when we aren't around, which changes things to me. In my opinion, since she is now spending time in which she is responsible for a young child, she needs to learn at least basic communication. When I brought it up to her, she outright refused to make any effort at all i tried recommending youtube videos but she refused to try learning even a couple words saying she's not responsible for my choice to be in the life of a disabled child the issue has also been causing a lot of problems in my marriage my husband confided in me that he's starting to feel uncomfortable with his young daughter living with someone who is so cold she refuses to even make the most basic effort or engage with her at all he's brought up that he is considering divorce due to his concerns about how a stepdaughter will be affected by this So given all that, I had to finally put my foot down. I told my daughter that we have a disabled person living in our household for the foreseeable future, and if she wants to live here for college, which she's graduating next month, she has to at least learn basic ASL. She doesn't have to like her stepfather or her stepsister, nor does she have to hang out with them, but she has to have the ability to communicate with her for the sake of safety and basic decency. I made it clear that if she chooses not to, she is welcome to live in a dorm that I will pay for still. It's just that living in our house that is also my stepdaughter's house, my husband and I paid for the house equally, comes with basic rules well my daughter hasn't spoken to me for seven days so it's about time i ask am i the a-hole nope still no hey look it's it's your house and and okay here <laughs> we we can relate to this sideways right we we can go right into this so one of the things when you and i started dating and, and we started just getting together at all i would i made it very clear before anything i'm like my daughters are my life right mm-hmm. and and if my daughters aren't 
going to be your life or you're going to be in that place where you're going to be like, well, you know, you have to choose between your daughters and me. You're going to lose. And it's not because you're going to lose. It's because I never would want I I grew up being that afterthought. Right. Mm -hmm. I grew up being that. I know they wish it wasn't me, that I wasn't there, that I wasn't a thing. Um, And I was told that my entire life growing up. And yeah, if you say it once a month, you know, the kid's going to remember it. Period. End of story. Not I didn't say it all the time. Shut up. You should never say that to your kids ever. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like and so with him, he has a special needs kid. Right. And he he can't. He's doing the right thing right now. He cannot choose. He cannot have his kid feeling getting a complex because he chose you over the kid. Right. It doesn't matter. It's that's your child is your responsibility, period, until they're not your responsibility. Your child is a self-centered, egotistical little narcissist who can just suck it up. Oh, no, you brought these people in and I don't like them. Great. You're in college. You're an adult. I literally have been alone and I now want to be with somebody and they happen to have a kid and it's a special needs kid one way or the other. My gosh, you imagine doing it in any other way. What if if the kid what if they lived in a two story house and the kid didn't have legs or was, you know, would you sit there and be like, well, you know, and they were like, hey, we want the kid to have the downstairs room. Well, I'm not giving up my room. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. Your, your daughter, look, she hasn't talked to you for seven days. Great. Give her the 30 day notice. Get her out because her heart is disgusting. By the way, you got to reflect on that. How did you fail as a parent? That that's where your kids is, because my kids are nowhere near that. My kids, Lily, when she was young, she went to the special needs classes to, to go spend time with those kids and make friends with those kids. She had such a beautiful heart about it, you know. So it's like, where did you fail? That your child is so despondent and so bitter as to not even want to learn a simple couple of phrases to make a connection at all. And it doesn't even have to be a sibling connection because my parents divorced and married so many times. I'm not even talking about sibling connection. I'm just talking about connection, like common human respect. We go into a, a Chinese restaurant and I know they're Chinese. They're Chinese. I walk in and I say hello in Chinese. I say thank you in Chinese. My daughters learn how to say thank you in Chinese. We go to a Mexican restaurant. What do we do there? Same thing. You know, your daughter doesn't respect another human being for anything. So, yeah, if I'm the husband, that's exactly what I'm doing. He's doing the right thing. And it's up to you. What are you going to do about it now? This is really your choice. And if your daughter's going to write you off because of it, that's fine. I wouldn't be paying for her dorm room. I would not be in any way, shape, or form rewarding her for being completely inhuman. So that's my opinion. What's yours? Um, another one of those I agree and disagree um, because it's another everybody sucks here, in my opinion, for different reasons. Everybody everybody sucks here but the, the, the stepdaughter. She's seven years old. She, doesn't, mm-hmm. she can't help being deaf. So I want to start off by saying that. She cannot help being deaf. She can't change it. She can't go back and, and do anything differently. That She is stuck with that, and that is her life. Now, with that said, being somebody that came from a world of you have to enjoy and be siblings with all of these people that we bring into your life... I can understand and I can sympathize with a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. However, she is 17. 
and it there is a level of respect like you were saying that mm-hmm. is needed there the way that i see this whole thing being a solution is she shouldn't be watching her they can live uh, it is entirely possible to live in the house with somebody and not have any level of relations at sure. all with them it's happened so many times in a lot of in my life i've had it happen there are people that lived with us when i was a lot younger that i didn't know anything about them and i didn't care and i never tried to make conversation with them and like i didn't care you're Mm -hmm. just a guest in the house until you're gone like that's Mm -hmm. how it was for me and so i can understand that being a thing i can understand the husband's concerns and but at the same time i don't understand if the daughter hasn't expressed feeling any kind of way, I also don't understand. If the daughter expressed that she's upset that she doesn't like her, I feel like that conversation needs to be had with her because she it, it she probably doesn't get it. She's seven. Mm-hmm. She's seven and she's deaf. And that conversation needs to be had with her about how the 17-year-old doesn't have to be friends with her. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard conversation to have to have with your daughter, but it needs to still be had if it hasn't been had. And then on top of that, it is overstepping, in my opinion, on the husband's side. If the 17-year-old doesn't want to be best friends with the 7-year-old, that they they are in a relationship and they can't expect them to get along. Like, not everybody goes, oh, I want to have a sister. I want to have all these things. Like, But he's not I, talking about best friends. He's talking about basic human dignity towards his own daughter and respect towards his own daughter. That's the way I look at it. I mean, if, you, if you're looking at it that way, then I understand. But I'm looking at it as hey, you know what? My daughter feels completely uncomfortable because your daughter is basically ostracizing her, you know? But again, that's if she's had that conversation. Mm -hmm. If she hasn't had that conversation with him, then it's overstepping to me because he's assuming and he's uncomfortable with it and is using his daughter feeling that way as an excuse for the way he doesn't like it. And that's what I don't like because I... I just don't like when people speak for other people. It's Mm -hmm. unnecessary and it's frustrating because that's how miscommunication happens. I think considering divorce over it is a little bit dramatic because she's 17 and the, if the mother is willing to go, Hey, if you're not going to do these things, then you can live in a dorm because this is her house as much as Mm -hmm. it's yours. But if you're not going to have that there, then it's not worth it. I, she again she's 17 and she is old enough to make that decision on her own she is old enough to be able to say you know what i don't want anything to do with this because you have been my mother and you're trying to force these people into my life and i you couldn't have waited a little bit longer you can't force me to be family with people that i'm not family with i understand that and then on the mother's side putting her foot down and forcing her to learn again that's not right it having that ultimatum there was perfectly fine you're either gonna live here and you're gonna learn asl or you're not and I feel like that's that's perfectly okay. Instead of, you know, forcing her to do it. It's not forcing. It's, hey, you're going to live here. You're going to continue to be a part of this household and everything. And you're going to learn ASL because, you know, you you live here. Or you're not going to live here because we're not, I'm not going to be able to... You're not going to do this to mm-hmm. this seven-year-old girl. She doesn't understand why you don't like her and why you're being cold to her. If you can fix it just a little bit, then there will be a different... Like, I... It's again, everybody sucks here because it does suck because that mother is forcing this onto her daughter. She has a relationship with somebody. She got married to that person. She chose them over her daughter before her daughter chose to not like her. So that's how that I that's where I can't like I can't just say that she's wrong because we don't know how the daughter feels. 
she she ha- we don't have anything that says that she asked her daughter for perspective for her perspective mm-hmm. on this because her daughter who knows this woman could be somebody that has gone and tried to force other people into her life seven eight nine times already and had them all show you know turn into horrible horrible situations and she's just sick of it and she goes I'm just not going to be attached to these people because I'm tired of you doing this we don't know that part of it so I I can't say that she's wrong because and even if this is the first time she could be resentful of her mom for something that is you know been an an issue for whatever or however it is because she doesn't want other family so i i can get it it's it's not it, it literally just everybody sucks because she is forcing her relationship on her daughter her daughter is not responsible for her relationship so a hundred percent if i was that daughter i would be looking at okay you're gonna pay for my dorm then i am leaving because it i we also don't know if she was watching her you know being paid to watch the stepdaughter because she chose to or Mm -hmm. if it was you're going to watch her when we go on date nights and she said okay and then they were like but you're gonna learn asl and she was like i didn't ask to watch her you told me i was going to like we don't know the full story those are the questions that i would want answered because I could see how this could be being told in a way that's like, I just don't understand. She's being so cold to her. I've done nothing and she's done nothing to her. And it's like, okay, but, you know, if she's got, if she's done this 10 times before and this is the same old, same old story and she's tried over and over again to be friends with the people that, you know, have been si- supposed to be siblings to her and every single time it's ended in horrible, horrible, you know, ways and she's dealing with this again and she's just finally sick of it and she's like, I don't want to deal with this. You didn't ask me to watch her. You're forcing me to watch her and then you're forcing me to learn ASL. I didn't want to watch her to begin with. I'm 17. I'm trying to go to university. I'm, like, we don't know her side of it. So that's, I, if, if everything that is said is true and there is no other side and the daughter liter- literally is just being a bitch, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I still feel that it is still unfair on the side of the mother is choosing the husband and stepdaughter over her daughter, not asking her how she feels about it and not asking what she wants because she doesn't have to be friends with them. She doesn't have to do the basic, you know, conversations. She's deaf and that's not her fault. And it's Mm -hmm. not the seven year old's fault. You can't force them to be any level of friendship or, you know, acquaintances or where people that live together. If there is that, you know, gap there that the 17 year old doesn't want to fill. So I understand all sides of it and i think it's just an everything not not necessarily everybody sucks it's just an everything sucks Mm -hmm. it's a it's anytime somebody is divorced and trying to rekindle or trying to create a different world for themselves if they are doing that without seeking the uh feelings of their children first then they are choosing that relationship over their children so it doesn't matter how old they are to me right so i mean i was I went through the whole the whole gist of it down from being 14 when it started to being 17 and having things still change and nobody asking me how I felt about it first. So I I can understand all sides. <laughs> so that's that's how I feel. <laughs> okay, go ahead and go to the next one. Okay, um this one is titled, Am I the a-hole for using, quote, graphic and vulgar language, end quote, when my teacher wouldn't let me bring my bag to the bathroom? I, this one's such a depends. It depends. Okay. I mean, it's such a depends. So I, 17, female, have, ha- have had this hard-ass school teacher who I'll call Mr. Miller and will say his first name is Steven, which will become relevant later in the story. 
He's in his late 50s and super strict, especially with the girls for some reason. He also has a special hatred for students who cut class, and after some kids in our in my hour pulled a stunt earlier this year, they asked to go to the bathroom and didn't come back to class, he's had a policy that students can't take their bags to the bathroom. His rational belief is that uh, if students have to leave their bags behind, they'll have to come back for them. As you can imagine, this rule has been so frustrating for the girls in the class. As you guys probably know, most women's clothing doesn't have pockets large enough to fit a pad or tampon discreetly. I've just dealt with it by wearing bulky hoodies and, and putting my pads in the front pocket, but it's been really hot lately and our school has really bad quality AC, so on Thursday I didn't wear one. Anyway, about halfway through Mr. Miller's class, I raised my hand and asked to go to the bathroom. He said yes, and I stood up with my bag, hoping that he wouldn't notice. He noticed. He reminded me, in that condescending way that older teachers talk down to teens, that I had to leave my bag in the classroom. I don't know how the exact convo went, but the following is the gist. Me, sorry I need it. Mr. Miller, I don't care. I make the rules in this classroom. Please go to the bathroom without your backpack or sit down. Me, come on, please. I need my bag. Mr. Miller, all right, I'll bite. Why in the world could you possibly need your backpack? Me, now extremely frustrated and needing to pee really bad, shouting, because I need a pad to soak up the blood that comes out of my vagina, Steve. I then stormed out, bag slung over my shoulder. When I got out of the classroom, I was intercepted in the hallway by a guidance counselor and taken to the office. They called my parents and issued me a full week of after-school detention for, quote, use of graphic and vulgar language and unauthorized walkout, end quote. My mom negotiated it down to two sessions because I'm generally a very good student and it was my first offense of this nature. I talked to my sister about it and she said that I, should have made, I shouldn't have made a scene, that it is his classroom and I should follow his rules, but also told me that I shouldn't have disrupted the class like that and that I was making a mountain out of a molehill. Her words have me second-guessing my actions, so now I'm wondering, am I the a-hole? <sighs> yes. I'm literally, look. You knew the rule was there before the situation happened. You literally could have gone through and created a situation. You, you could have diffused this before it ever happened. You could have gone up to him and said, you know, sir, I'm, I'm on my period. Can I please take my bag with me? I promise I'm coming back. And he would, could have sat there. He might have already had an answer for it. Might have been like, no, but here's a paper bag that you can put your stuff in. Or, you know, looked at you and saw that you didn't have any proper pockets and was like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and take your bag, knowing that you're the kind of student that you are. He has a blanket policy, but you have to talk to somebody and communicate with them. If they have to sit there and, and they've had problems that are they've had long enough that they're like, hey, you know what? I can't let you do this because, you know, this is the rule. And it's like you, you didn't find a way to be discreet about it or to combat this ahead of time, knowing that was the rule in the in the class. Then, yeah, you're the problem. You absolutely are. Do I? Would I have done the same thing? Probably because I was stupid at one time. But that doesn't mean that it makes it right. You know, if the rule is the rule and the rule is the rule for the reason, then that's just where it is. You knew it was there. You knew it was the rule. Is it a dumb rule? No, it's not. Because obviously it worked. It was working enough that that was his logic. And I can accept that logic. And, you know, there are things that teachers do that I don't like and I didn't like. And I absolutely would challenge them and, and with things like that. But, hey, if you want to go to the bathroom, you don't need to bring your entire stinking backpack with you is a proper thing. But they she did put an edit and said his policy applies to all bags, including pencil cases and small pur purses. Okay. And there is where, where the crux of it lies, because that changes the entire dynamic of it. Because, again, you shouldn't have to tell your teacher. Like, you don't have to tell me. 
that you're on your period for me to accept something for that to be a thing. Right. It's like that. That's where it is. But if, if that's the policy and he, and he's like, doesn't allow for that, then I personally would have gone to the principal, the vice principal, whatever the highest female staff member that you're comfortable talking to, to say, Hey, this guy won't let us bring our toiletries into the toilet when we have our periods and have got it resolved before you honestly felt like you were special and we're going to have the rules bent for you ahead of time. So, you know, that does change it. Right. I mean, like seriously, I'm sitting there going, why not just a handbag or a sanitary bag or whatever it is. Right. But if that was his, his thing and could have talked to him about it, but no, it makes things make a little more sense, but there were still things you should have done ahead of time. So, I've had jobs and things like that where I've where I've not been allowed to bring stuff or do stuff or have stuff. And it's like, OK, and, and that's the way that it is. So that's the way life's going to be, too. Sadly. Go ahead. What's yours? Go ahead. I 100 percent disagree. That's fine. You. You're allowed. I this story made me livid. I hate this. This is a grown ass man. That is. I've always hated the bathroom bullshit mm-hmm. that had to do with this you know i'm a teenager you know i have my period mm-hmm. you know that there are going to be stupid kids that are going to abuse the rule but you cannot make that a blanket statement for everybody the same way that you you're a grown-ass man you already know that we have periods mm-hmm. it is bullshit and i it's not like I, it literally could have been a hey you know a bunch of kids ask like there are there are literally rules in place everywhere all the time for things like this sign in and out sheets one person if one person's already out of the classroom to go to the bathroom the rest nobody else can leave the classroom classroom and if they've been gone for 10 15 20 minutes and they have not come back then you call one of the 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 campus security to go seek them out i think saying in a blanket statement because some dumb kids decided to pull a stunt because you were too stupid somehow being a 50 year old man to think hey a bunch of teenagers asked to go to the bathroom at the same time and they all took their backpacks oh yeah that's perfectly fine no that's your fucking fault you're the grown-up i'm a fucking teenager i have this shit that i have to deal with all the fucking time and you don't have to fucking deal with it you don't understand how frustrating it is and she was on her period i 100 percent understand her yelling at him because i would have been just as fucking irritated if i'm sitting there i should not have to explain to a teacher that i have a period that is bullshit there is no world that i should have to explain to my teacher that i need to go to the bathroom and give a reason why well i'll bite why do you need your backpack i don't have to fucking explain to you why i need my backpack to go to the bathroom because yeah, at that you do. point yes no you do. i don't yes, you do if it's if that's the rule in his class and you knew it before this situation came up you 100 percent do but he need. shouldn't have made that a rule knowing that there are female students in his class that will have their oh, period. for the handbags and stuff like that i completely agree i am not not I am not taking away from any of that in any way, shape, or form. What I am saying is, number one, something should have said, been said beforehand. Number two, there were better ways that, that it could have gone about it. Number three, yeah, he failed. And you know what? That he trusted other students. And if you got anybody that you want to be mad at, be mad at the assholes who forced that rule to be in place in the first place. Because those are the people who screwed it for everybody. And you know what? That's common in life. A couple of people screw it up for everybody. You and I have to go into Walmart where there are more cameras there than most prisons. And we have more cameras there in most prisons because a few people screw it up. And it's like, so 
if Walmart and Walmart has rules that they have in place because of that. And they're not laws, but they're Walmart's rules. And we have to abide by them and know that they're Walmart's rules. Otherwise, we leave. There's not exceptions to it. But if there are exceptions to it, then we go to a manager. We go to somebody and we say, hey, look, this is the situation. We did it with Kroger's, right? We absolutely went to Kroger's and we sat there and said, hey, we want to be able to record. And what do they say? No. Because Kroger's blanket statement is no. So then I went to him separately and I said, you understand that I'm I'm going to do this. And it's like, and what are you going to do? Are you going to kick me out of this store for doing it? And he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd have to. And it's like, okay. And then I get to decide whether or not we go to Kroger's. Walmart made the decision that they were going to give us, what, two checkout lines versus how many self-checkout lines? Right? Those are always open versus the two checkout lines. So we decide whether or not we go to Walmart. The teacher made the rule whether it was stupid or not and whether or not it was there to accommodate some somebody or anybody in a situation. Yeah, he needed to have something there, but somebody should have said something before that and not copped up a big-ass attitude in the middle of the class because they're special, knowing it was the but rule. But then why does and- she have to be special to talk to him first? Why, why does she have to be the one to talk to him? Because it's not her, him that needs to change the rules for her. She needs to come and have the rules changed, period. But, but that's still unfair. That's the same thing. She can't be special and yell at him, but she has to be special and be the one to talk to no, him. No, I just said where he's wrong. So what's the issue? Because I'm saying where he's wrong, but she's wrong, period. I because I don't think that she's wrong. Well, I think she is. has every right to yell at him because it's bullshit because he is a you grown ass man. You can't throw a temper man. tantrum like a little piece of shit just because you didn't get your way because you wanted to change the rules of the game in the middle of the game. But it's not. It's a rule that's already existed. She's a woman. She has and a she period. She didn't say anything to him or why any should other she th- have to? Why should He's anybody? A why should anybody make sure that they have a special accommodation because she didn't bring a damn pocket? Knowing that she was on her period, knowing it was a rule, knowing that it was in place, bring anything that was, was going to be there so that she could sit and, and, and take care of the situation beforehand. Instead, she had to be a little shit in the middle of the class. Because it's not a choice. She has her period. It's mm-hmm. hot. She shouldn't have to wear a sweatshirt to take her tampon or pad into the bathroom. She could have a pocket or she could have a handbag. And again, he was wrong about the handbag So situation. then you can't make that a it's not he doesn't allow any of them so that's the situation and that's what i'm saying and i said to that he's wrong so how can she also be wrong because because that can't she's be not talking exception. about that she had a little handbag or a little purse or something she was literally going against the very thing that he said that could not be done in his classroom but it all End of them of couldn't story. be done so even if she brought a, a smaller bag and i've still- already said that that would have been wrong it would have been a different decision on that if that had been the case but that wasn't the case you're giving a hypothetical to a situation that actually happened the way that it happened. Screw the hypothetical because the hypothetical. I'm saying he's right. I yes, but in the exact thing you're just arguing about, you're saying if she didn't even bring a smaller bag or anything. But the problem is that if she did, it would have been the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Why could you possibly need and that? And then he would have been wrong. Then he would have been wrong. 100%. Okay, but what's the point of bringing anything if he's going to His still yell at her? Initial argument. Again, she should have. Or somebody in that class should have brought it to him, made it known, said something to somebody else, rather than taking that opportunity right there to be a disrespectful little crap with an entire freaking backpack. You're sitting there thinking that that's not the point. That is the point. The backpack is the point. The make sure that the student comes back to class 
is the point. She literally did that. And if he did that for her and didn't do it for somebody else, I don't know her race. I don't know her anything, right? But I do know that if he does it for one person, that the entire class is going to be like, well, then I'm going to do it too. Because they know where that line is and they know that it can be broken. Absolutely, teachers need to start standing up and saying, tough, you knew about the rule beforehand, suck it up, and you should have said something beforehand or made accommodations for it beforehand. You didn't do it, tough. She shouldn't have to make accommodations for being a woman and it's having not a period. accommodations for being a woman. She literally could have had. It, it, sorry, the whole thing is accommodation for being a woman. She's got to leave because of her period. Yeah. Yes. So he should have allowed them to have a small handbag. That wasn't even an option. She didn't even give it. She didn't have anything in her pocket. Didn't have those options. Didn't have anything there. Didn't say, you know what? Fine. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go to the principal's office. I'm going to ask the principal what I can do to be able to bring a tampon into, into the bathroom because I can't bring this bag in and try to get the issue resolved. Instead, she did the wrong thing and it doesn't make what she did right. She's wrong. She's the asshole. She shouldn't have done it. She had plenty of different opportunities and ways that she could have done it and didn't. The way that she did it went to just straight out be a defiant little shit. Nope, she was wrong. We can completely disagree on this because this is a matter of absolute respect. I have nothing else to say. No worries. (laughs) We're allowed to disagree. What do you got next? And heck, everybody in the comments, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that this is one of the videos that we get up. Let us know in the comments what you think. Honestly, we'd love to hear it. So what's the next one? Just going to do a short one, and it's just going to be a relationship advice. Okay. Um, it's my boyfriend, male 20, says my female 20 car is our car. We have been together for two months. A month ago, I was looking to find my first car. He was the one who found the car online, but I was the one who met up with the seller and I paid for it in full. He did not have any share whatsoever. He doesn't have his own car. I don't know anything about car stuff, so he's the one who checks if it needs anything. But I still end up paying for the things he tells me to get. Like the other day, I just uh, bought Freon and transmission fluid. I pick him up to and from work and places he needs to go, pay for the gas. He paid $10 once, but put in 30 without me knowing and I paid him back for that, etc. Well, earlier he was wanting me to go to the, to the mechanic because a service engine light was on. I told him I'm really low on money, so I probably won't be able to go, uh, uh, won't be able to for another month. He kind of got frustrated with me. He said it was our first car that we got together and we should take care of it. I guess it just rubbed me off the wrong way. Like, yes, I am grateful he found the car and checks on it, and I've told him that, but I am still the one who pays for everything. Am I being dramatic? Do you think it's fair? You want to go first or you want me to go first? I, I my opinion on it is very simple y'all have been together for two months him being a there and literally just happened to be there for your first big purchase mm-hmm. is not make him entitled to owning it if he literally doesn't pay for a damn thing for it and can i point out that if you've had to buy transmission fluid and freon and now your check engine light is on he led you to a lemon he led you to a crappy ass car that he's now trying to be upset like he has the right to be upset for you, for his bad decision. This is a lemon. Okay, real quick. If you're buying a used car, one of the things you should always do is get the car taken to a mechanic. Have the mechanic check it out. Because a mechanic, a mechanic will charge you like 100 bucks, right? And they'll check it from front to back. 
and they'll make sure that everything in that vehicle is right. You have, you've had this vehicle for two months. Your air conditioning has gone out. That's why you buy Freon, right? It's the only reason you buy Freon. Your transmission fluid doesn't go low unless it's leaking. So your transmission's leaking. Now your check engine light is on for any host of reasons. And you two have been together for less than two months. Yeah. So in two months, you've had this many things go wrong with this car. And he has, and number one, and he thinks he has the right to be mad at you or to claim it as his car. You've been together for two months. You haven't even been together long enough to know the real you guys yet. It doesn't, you're not, you're not there. <laughs> two months is not. And it's like, and, but you're already seeing this is, you had money. He didn't have money. He didn't contribute the money in purchasing it. He had nothing to do with purchasing it. And he is upset because you don't have the money to be able to keep dumping money into this lemon. You, you need to, it's two months. It's not even a relationship at this point. Really? Yeah. I mean, all due respect, nobody's coming to me in two months and going to be like, hey, you know, can you imagine any other thing that you do that? I think I should have a key to your house by now. Key to your, to your apartment. I mean, could you imagine anybody being that entitled? And he doesn't even have a job? She didn't say anything. Or no, he does have a job. She takes him to and from his job. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he doesn't really have money. So, <sighs> Yeah, this this is a huge red flag in your relationship. You know, I, I, I'm I'm. If I was to get you something and that something was faulty, I my first inclination is to just replace that something. Right? If you were to get something and it didn't work, I just because I'm your boyfriend, try to get you a better something. Right? <laughs> like you didn't do anything to the leaf. Right? The leaf got broke, mm -hmm. but you weren't the one who broke the leaf. So. Who did I ask who wanted a new car? What kind of car they wanted? Me. And and then what did I do? Got that car. And then if that car was, is, have you had to pay for any any cent of maintenance on that car? No. Why? Because you got it. You know, it's, it, yeah. And, and this is, we're talking at that point, we're two, two years, two and a half. Yeah. No, we're two years, you know, into our relationship. This guy, number one, doesn't have any business being in a relationship. And number two, he literally gave, gave you the worst. This is a big purchase for most people. And he gave you the worst possible advice that he could give you on that purchase. So this is a red flag. I hope you all aren't living together because this is like one of those where you start to look at it and start looking for your exit. You might want to give him the car if, if you paid for this car cash outright, just because I can promise you that this car is going to be more headache than it's worth. Otherwise get yourself to a CarMax or something and sell that car, trade it in or whatever and get yourself something better. Cause that's just, ugh. but your thoughts. I, you just, I mean, you gave him that was pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? That was oh, that was awesome. the last one? Okay. Yeah. No worries. So those were good ones, and we're not always going to agree on them. Sometimes that's just going to happen. So, but, yeah, what do you guys think? Definitely let us know. So these were, we don't always agree. We don't always agree with things. But, you know, it's different viewpoints, and that's part of what our lives are. So with all that said. Don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to give our website a visit.
And that's stupid podcast on everything.com. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, uh, your birthday's coming up this week. So, yay. All right. Peace out with your peace out. <laughs> <laughs>